Welcome to The Fulfillment Project. I'm your host, Sarah Fennell, international fitness model and former IFBB pro figure athlete turned personal development sponge, entrepreneur, and online marketing junkie. I want to have it all in life, and I am not afraid to admit it. This show is for high-performing, high-vibing humans who are ready to take action, step through their fears, and up-level their life and business. Join me as we take one more step closer to that today. Welcome to The Fulfillment Project. I am your host, Sarah Fennell. We're on episode number one. Oh my God, this is a launch. This is ground zero of this podcast, and I am so excited. I'm doing a little bit of a happy dance right now, even though you guys can't see that. Amazing. Awesome. Welcome. This podcast has been a little bit of a journey to get launched. Um, we'll definitely, I definitely want to do a a podcast all around kind of the resistance and, and, and the birth of all this. But I thought with this first, first podcast, uh, I would give you a really great introduction into who I am, what this is going to be all about, let you know a lot about my, my background story. Uh, I've been through quite a lot over the last 10 years, and I think it's a really great first starter to storytell and to kind of get all the all the shit and all the the background story out of the way because it's interesting. We can look at where people are or what people have, but I find that hearing stories, letting people really know the good, the bad, the, the ugly sides of life really that we all go through is what really helps us through transformation. It was what really helps us through transition. And the name of this podcast, The Fulfillment Project, you know, it it came to me honestly five or six months ago, and I was like, "This is what I want to talk about. I want to talk about fulfillment. I want to talk about happiness, and I want to talk about it in the way that I feel that I have achieved it." And we called it a project because, let's be real, life is a project. Life is a process, and it's this continual journey of unfolding and building and exploring every single day. It's not a point of destination. It's not something that you just achieve and you have it forever. It's something that you need to work on over and over again. And it's never a, you know, straight shot to the top. It's ups and downs and in-betweens and falling behind and shaking your head about why the heck did I do that and then carrying along your way. (laughs) You feel me? Like that is life, my friend. And I feel like I have really achieved this amazing way of living, this amazing way of being, this amazing way of serving through fitness, through business, through coaching, through entrepreneurship, through, you know, my own mental hurdles and really spiritual development and personal development. So that's what this whole podcast is going to be about. We're going to talk about fitness and business, you know, especially marketing. I love marketing. So if you're into that, you will love the topics that we're going to talk about here. I have an amazing lineup of guests coming your way and so many more as well in order to help you along this journey in that same process. So I'm Sarah. I live in Milton, Ontario, which is just outside of Toronto, Ontario. I am a Canadian born and raised girl. I grew up just outside of Toronto, about three hours east in a super small town called Millhaven. It literally has a little corner store and a stop sign. If you blink, you will miss it. So I grew up in the country. I grew up in a very, you know, 
what I would like to call a typical blue collared family. You know, my parents worked very hard for for what they have and, and for what they gave my sister and I as we were growing up. And I feel that growing up, I was led onto the path of what we would call typical success. And, you know, I'm using kind of bunny ear quotations, typical success here, because you know, our society kind of has this formula for what is going to create happiness. You know, you decide what continuing education you wanted to take after post-secondary, you get an education, you get a good paying, secure job, you find the love of your life, you get married, you have kids, and you're supposed to be happy and love your life. And, you know, like I did that. I I definitely followed that route and and what I was told would make me a happy, successful person. And I became a dental hygienist. And it's funny looking back because even like, I remember my friends saying that even in grade like three or four or five, I was saying I wanted to be a dental hygienist, which was kind of crazy to think that, you know, what grade four-year-old wanted to, uh, you know, be a dental hygienist. But my parents always asked me, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? And, you know, there was always like doctor, lawyer, go into the trades, you know, become a nurse, like something that was a secure job that gave me an education and that, you know, supported me with that income. So I decided to become a dental hygienist. And at first I went back to school for dental assisting, worked in the workplace for a little bit, and then I went back to school and became a hygienist. And it's interesting going through that route and and being excited and then getting out into the workforce. And there was this moment that came over me when I was about two years into that career where I thought, "Is, is this all there is? And I was like, really? And I was about 24 at the time. So as you can imagine, you know, a 24 year old, I was making about 30, $32 an hour. You know, my friends weren't doing that. And I was questioning, like, I'm supposed to do this the rest of my life. I felt drained after every day. I was just working for the weekends, which I would end up going out and and drinking and, and partying and then being completely exhausted and then doing it all over again. And it just, it, it didn't make sense to me. And that's the best way that I can explain it, where something just didn't feel right. I didn't feel fulfilled. You know, I can say that now looking back in hindsight, but I just, I did not feel fulfilled. And a part of me felt really bad. A, because my parents were so proud of me. I was making a a great income. I had a good stable career that was set up for me, but it, it just didn't feel right. And it didn't make sense. Now, I want to backtrack a little bit from this story because right before I became a dental hygienist, I I wasn't working as a dental assistant. Again, I, I probably should have known. I, I had quit that because it didn't feel right. And I started bartending and, and serving and kind of leading that, that type of lifestyle. And I ended up getting into the party scene like really, really heavily. And at first, you know, I thought I was just, you know, this young 20-year-old, you know, enjoying life and drinking and dabbling with some drugs and, and having a really big social um, social crowd. And it, it became to a point where the drugs started to overtake my life. And what started as just, you know, maybe a couple weekends a month became every weekend, became every weekend plus some weekdays to a point where it was every single day of my life. Now, I had just graduated dental hygiene and I... 
I can kind of say maybe I was looking for a job, but I, looking back, I definitely was not actively looking for a job and was in this party lifestyle, started missing shifts at work, started not showing up for things I had planned. And it was a moment where I remember I had been up all night partying. I was living in this house with, you know, some friends as well who lived the same lifestyle. And a friend of mine came into the room and she said to me, Sarah, your mom's at the front door. And I remember this sense of panic that overcame me thinking, oh my God, like I am strung out right now. I've been up all night. People are still in the house partying. It's like 11 or 12 a.m. And I had to go downstairs and open the door and confront my mother. So I did open the door. My mom is standing there in the front porch and I walked out and closed the door behind me. And she just looked at me and she said, where were you? We missed our lunch date. And, you know, I'm a very punctual, very organized, structured person. And I had completely forgot that we had a lunch date arranged, very much like I was missing shifts at work. And just my whole life started to crumble around me. And at first, when we get into these situations, it's fun, it's exciting. And we think that we're just, you know, functioning addicts, really, to the point where everything around you starts falling apart. So I was a wreck at that moment, standing on the step with her. And I literally, I broke down in tears. I was mentally broken, spiritually broken, emotionally broken. And as you can imagine, I was, and I think I can count back now, that I think I was about 31 or 32 days consistently on cocaine. And if you know anything about the psychological nervous system effects of a stimulant drug like that, imagine doing it every single day for a month and how fast your life would fall apart. That's pretty much the situation I was in. So I hear, here I am falling apart, a wreck on this front porch, you know, just breaking down. I was telling my mom that I did not want to live. I didn't know what my purpose was, that I was just a miserable wreck. And I just, I was crushed. And it's interesting when we're in a moment like this and you know, we think that our parents are going to be upset or mad or belittle us for the actions that we're taking. And I owe so much gratitude and compassion to my mom for just being understanding and coming at it from a really curious perspective. And, you know, even through the recovery of that, I remember her asking me, well, like, what does it feel like to be on that drug? And you're like, why do you like to do it? And, and coming just from like a really curious perspective, not from a, you know, diminishing factor of trying to put me down. So my mom helped me through that hard period of my life. And she ended up taking me to the hospital, you know, talked to about suicide with a doctor. I, you know, I was put on antidepressants and mood stabilizers and really started seeing a psychologist and, and working through that. And one thing that... I really owe so much credit to her for doing for me was she came to me and she said, Sarah, we need to get you out of this situation and out of your environment. She said, you have a great education. You're doing nothing to look for a job. We're getting you out of Kingston, which is where I was living at the time. So she said, let's move you to either Ottawa, which was two hours away or Toronto, which was three hours away. And she said, let's blast out a bunch of resumes wherever you want to go and let's get you a job. So I sent 100 resumes to Ottawa and within two weeks I had a job and I had moved. And I did this really without telling a lot of people or my social group at the time. And I just ejected myself from that situation. 
And it was going through that that I realized how much your environment is impacting your life. We are all so perceptive to peer pressure and we get pulled into it so easily. And it's so true with what they say, you know, you are the average of the five people you hang around with. And I have noticed this time and time again as I've up-leveled my life, you know, from that moment, my circles of friends have changed. My conversations I have with people have changed. My standard for the people who I want to be around and for the person who I hold myself to needs to constantly be growing if I want to be growing. So, you know, with moving to Ottawa, I got a job as a dental hygienist and I started Googling and researching how to improve mood, you know, how to make myself feel better, how to come out of depression. And this is where I found fitness. And I started going to a gym because I moved to a city where I knew nobody. So I thought I would throw myself into fitness and that would be a passion and an outlet and give me something to do to pass time as I, as I made new friends. And this is where I realized my drive for goals and my drive for purpose. And I didn't want to feel like I was just going to the gym for no reason. I wanted to feel like what I, what the effort I was putting into was actually going to be building and growing and purposeful for something. I'm a very purpose-driven person. <laughs> so this is where I actually found fitness competitions and bodybuilding and fitness shows. And so we're looking at about 2009 right now. And if you can think back... Instagram didn't exist. YouTube was kind of just on the rise. Same with Facebook and fitness was not what it is right now. And I started documenting my journey through doing shows and I started giving fitness and fat loss advice to women and talking about my transformations. And looking back now, I can see that I was actually setting myself up as an authority and I was doing something, you know, really unconsciously that was teaching people, that was giving people knowledge, and that I was running content streams for teaching people how to do body transformations. And, you know, things show up so beautifully in life when we are really perceptive to recognize them. And I was doing, you know, all this online social media, YouTube stuff for about two years while working my dental hygiene job, doing fitness competitions, getting better at them, winning a lot of shows, and I started having a lot of people ask me for advice. And I'm sure you've been in this exact same situation before, especially with fitness. If you start to change your body or put yourself out there on social media a little bit differently, you're going through a change or a transformation and you're a positive influence to people, they start asking for help. So it was in 2011 when my friend Lydia, Lydia, if you're listening to this, I know I told you this a couple months ago when I ran into you, I actually owe the birth of my entrepreneurship journey to her. You know, she came to me and she said, I see a lot of people asking you for advice online. You give so much to people. I've just learned how to do websites. You know, would you let me put a website together for you and, you know, let's promote your services? And I was like, um, okay, so maybe I should become a personal trainer and actually learn how to do this. So that's what I did. And so I launched this website, I became a personal trainer, became this fitness coach. And, you know, within a month I had this beautiful little income on the side and this handful of clients that I was helping and they were paying me for my services. And I loved it. It was so much fun. And when I started this, I didn't start it thinking I wanted to do this full time. I was about $35,000 in debt from my dental hygiene 
um, education. I had a bunch of credit cards racked up. I was living by myself. I was living paycheck to paycheck. I didn't have a car. And, you know, I was really in a scarcity point in my life. So I thought I would just make some extra income on the side to get myself a little more afloat and a little more comfortable. And then I would just kind of maybe let it trickle off and go back to my dental hygiene. I never, ever thought that this was going to be a viable income because we're talking like 2011 when you know, there were not a ton of online businesses. There was not a lot of fitness stuff going on with social media. So I didn't see the potential for it. But amazingly, like it grew and it grew fast. And within a year, I had replaced my dental hygiene income. I took my hours at the dental clinic down to part-time. And then a couple months after that, I went full-time at the end of 2012 into my fitness coaching business. And it was such an easy transition for me. And this first episode is going to be all about transitions and up-leveling in life. And I know from experience that transitions can sometimes feel so good. They can feel seamless and it's just the right thing to do. You don't question it. And it's like you just kind of jump and, and you're there. Whereas other transitions, there can be so much resistance around it. There can be so much questioning. There can be so much of you questioning your own internal worth as to, you know, can I do this? Am I good enough? You know, do people want to pay me? And blah, blah, blah. Like all those stories that we tell ourselves. So this transition was easy for me. And I honestly think it was because there was a little bit of ignorance on fire. I didn't know a lot of people doing this. So I wasn't on the like comparison-itis train. Um, online businesses aren't what they were now. So I wasn't comparing myself to anybody. I just knew that I knew how to get clients. I was good at what I did. My clients loved me. I got referrals. So I'm going to do this and I'm going to put everything I can into this. Continued my education. I became a uh, holistic nutritionist, went back to school in 2013. And 2015, I uh, hit six figures in my business and that was an amazing milestone for me. I was seeing one-on-one -on -one clients. I had 85 online clients as well and I started launching passive income products like eBooks um, and some online courses and, and that's how I did that. But it's interesting because, you know, we talk about lack of fulfillment or just not feeling like something's right in life. And I can look back and, you know, when I was really abusing drugs and alcohol, I felt unfulfilled. I felt like I didn't have a purpose. And I felt myself slipping back into really like an alcohol again in 2015, carried into 2016. And I can notice now that when I start to rely on artificial means to make myself feel happy, something's just not right in life. I was coming out of a relationship in 2015, so there was that aspect, but there was something about my career that just, it, it didn't feel right, and I felt like there was something missing, and this was a, a really hard moment for me because, A, I had fought for my self-employment. I had fought for this entrepreneurship. I went against what my parents wanted me to do. I went against my friends. So there's a part of me saying, no, no, Sarah, like you fought for this. You need to actually show people that you can do this. I had built up this amazing brand, this amazing following, clients that love me, a, a beautiful income. And here I am questioning, do I want to keep doing this? Like what's wrong? Why am I not getting fulfillment out of this? And 
It's interesting. It was when I, I started into network marketing a little bit in the end of 2015, really into 2016, that I started to realize that I loved talking about business. I loved, you know, teaching my team like how to present themselves on social media and how to sell products and how to actually build a brand for themselves. And it's it's funny because social media, branding, marketing, it comes so easy to me. So I thought that that's just what everybody does. But I knew that with you know network marketing, a lot of people maybe didn't have businesses, so they were at like a ground zero. And this is where I really started to realize how much I love talking about it. It lit me up. I started helping friends and, and people who were asking for advice. And kind of like how I started my fitness business, you know, just helping people and getting my feet wet with really teaching other people the content. So this is when I realized that I wanted to do business coaching. But it's hard when you already have a sustainable income in one niche, in one area. You know, you need to show up online consistently as that coach, but want to make a transition into something else. I couldn't just flip my message because I knew that it would take a little bit of a little bit of time for my audience to see me as a business coach. And I still needed income from my fitness business or else I was going to be in trouble. So honestly, from about, you know, 2016 till really just into 2018 now, it was, it was a hard transition for about two years of knowing I wanted to make this switch, not really knowing how to do it. And I questioned my self-worth so much. And I didn't realize that, you know, Social media came easy to me. Somehow I just know how to talk to my audience. Um, I love talking, as you can probably tell here. Um, you know, techie stuff, background stuff, like how to do a podcast here, or how to make funnels or do email marketing, build sales pages, like all that stuff. I love graphic work. It's, it's easy for me because I've put a lot of time into crafting it and learning how to do it because that stuff excites me. So a part of me was thinking, well, if you're a business owner, don't you just know how to do this stuff? And that was my mentality for the longest time during this transition. And I wasn't really valuing the knowledge I had about marketing to help other fitness professionals with their business. And I actually see a lot of health and for health and fitness professionals do this as well. Those who lead a really healthy, active lifestyle, that's just part of your everyday life. And sometimes we get really wrapped up in the bubble that we live in and we really forget about what is not common knowledge or common habit to other people. So it was really me starting to work with clients, uh, Joe and I coming together, collaborating from the business aspect, launching workshops, launching a mentorship, and working with other health and fitness professionals where I realized, oh, social media doesn't come easy to everybody. Not everybody knows how to get clients. Not everybody really knows how to write a social media post or market themselves or package a program together, you know, do launches, build funnels. And I'm like, okay, so I have something to teach here. My, my information I have is valuable. So that was a hard transition and really really building up my my self-worth there. And I think it's really important for you guys to understand that we all struggle with that am I good enough mentality. Like we we all struggle with that. Like heck, like I I I had I had those moments this week. Like we're we're freaking human here. But what I've come to realize is that you only need to be really like two steps ahead of someone else and be committed to your own growth and knowledge journey 
for you to have to coach someone through a problem. This goes for health, fitness, money, relationships, anything. As long as you have knowledge and ability and skills to help someone progress through their problem, you have a product, you have a service, and you have the right to charge for that to get people through that problem. So that was a huge, huge learning experience that I went through. And I have finally transitioned out of fitness coaching. And, you know, I full-time help health and fitness professionals through a six-month mentorship that we run, through workshops, through private coaching. And we're going to be launching some online stuff uh, later on in this 2018 year. So it's interesting when we talk about transitions and and we talk about really up-leveling because I used to think that there was something wrong with me for maybe not being satisfied. But what I've come to learn is like, I'm a super high performing person. I love to set big goals for myself. I love to stretch my comfort zone, even when sometimes I'm not ready. And because my mind is just programmed that way, when I reach different levels of my life, they start to feel unfulfilled. And this is where I have learned that my growth and my own personal journey is so, so, so important to my happiness and to my fulfillment and to my feeling of purpose in this world. And this is where I feel like a lot of people will lack that feeling of success or that feeling of fulfillment because they are not challenging themselves. If you just live in your comfort bubble all the time, like that's not fun. And I'm here to tell you like no one wants to lead a mediocre life. No one wants to feel like they have their last day on this planet and yeah, you know, I just got by, you know, things were good. We're, we're in a day and age now where people are striving to feel like they have purpose. They're striving to feel like they help people. They're striving to feel like they make an impact in their life. And I don't want to lead a, me- a mediocre life. And I know that you don't either. But I also understand that in order to have those high levels of achievement and for you to really, really step into that amazing, high-vibing person that you want to be, that it takes working yourself through this negative self-talk that we have, these limiting beliefs, this feeling of resistance through certain things. So that is what this podcast is going to be all about. This is for the entrepreneurs. This is for the people who love health and fitness as a personal goal for themselves. And perhaps maybe you train and coach clients on it. You're looking to figure out how to market yourself better, to become attracted to your market. And you're looking on, looking for how to be a better high-performing individual. Because I honestly believe that we can have it all. You can have the body and the health of your dreams, the relationship of your dreams, the business of your dreams, those deep, meaningful connections and relationships with friends and other people. It's just going to take you up-leveling. And it's going to take you reprogramming your mind and really stepping into a different level of a human being. So if you are ready to up-level and if you are ready for this journey, I thank you so much for joining me on this very first podcast. We just broke ground zero and I am so, so, so excited to unfold this journey with you. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode. Honestly, shows and podcasts like this are not possible without you. So I have so much gratitude for my listeners. You freaking rock. If you want to find me over on Instagram, I am sarah.fennel. Tag me in a post. Let me know what your favorite episode is. Hit me up with a DM. I will always write you back. Shows like this are not possible without ratings and reviews. So if you feel so moved, please write me an honest comment, an honest review, and let us know what you think of the show.